Hey everyone, I'm Sydney. I'm Anjana. And I'm Epsa, and welcome to Reimagined. So, the three of us recently graduated from college, and now we're navigating the world of post-grad experiences during a year that definitely has been quite the catalyst for change. This podcast is going to be a platform for young women to think critically about the society we currently live in and have meaningful discussions on creating a better future. Every Thursday, two of us will be interviewing women who are rethinking and reshaping our workplaces, politics, the environment, entire industries, or even just their own lives. So follow us as we navigate our own personal and professional journeys and meet some kick-ass women along the way. We hope their stories empower you to reimagine your own journey. Whatever you're passionate about, reimagine it. Yes. I'm so, so glad to have you here with me right now because Mm -hmm. truly these last three days, this content on TikTok has Mm -hmm. had me in a chokehold. And I just need to know your deep, insightful analysis, your comments, your thoughts on the Couch Boy saga. (laughs) Well, I just want to start this off by saying deep, insightful analysis about a TikTok. I'm really glad you thought of me. Yes, yes. Like, that whole sentence is oxymoronic, but I'm so glad, like, it was me. <laughs> no one else, baby. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, okay, thank you for giving me the floor. Basically, this video, when I first saw it, this poor girl is, like, bopping her head so excited, like, yeah, I'm going to see my boyfriend. I think she flew into the college town, walks in, and immediately, it's so embarrassing. Like, no one's embracing her, like, none of the friends. And then we see Couch Boy, and he's like, ooh, hi, I guess, like, Anjana, if I like came up to you after like just two days of not seeing you and you just like nodded your head at me, I would I would leave too. Like yes. I, you know, yes, a hundred percent. I would not expect a continuing friendship out of that. Okay, great, glad we're aligned. <laughs> but it's so weird because it's like you and I have an opinion about it, and it's not a great one. And so does the rest of the world. Like Sean Mendez made a video about it. Harry Styles like the tweet about it. Well, everyone just like watched that video and had the exact same uncomfortable reaction. And it's just so interesting what goes viral. Honestly, Epsa, my biggest fear right now, it used to be tsunamis. Right now, <laughs> right now, it's just doing something incredibly stupid in public and just having that go viral. But I do think it is the way that you respond to it. And I think our guest today, though, is a very prime example of someone who had a really shitty situation happen and her TikTok went viral. And she managed to turn that into something really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get into how what her story was? Let's get into it. So we're talking about Marissa Mize of No More Lonely Friends. So what happened was this guy on TikTok um, posted this video and he was like, hey, if your name's Marissa and you have two friends that were going to have a birthday party this week, they didn't plan it on this day because of like XYZ. They planned it because they knew you were going to be gone. If your name is Marissa and NYC, send this to her. Lo and behold, this is the Marissa that we have. So basically, these two friends that she had did weren't really her friends, and they were called out all over TikTok. Um, this reached the real Marissa, and then from that kind of unfortunate situation, of realizing her friends aren't her friends, that story is really what spawned No More Lonely Friends. On, do you want to like tap a little bit more into that? 
Yeah, it's, I mean, I think the movement itself is really awesome. It started in Central Park in New York City with just with like 200 people. And she's gone on to do many more in various different cities across the United States. And she will be in San Francisco very soon. Um, so if you're looking for new friends, just post-grad, post-COVID, we will be in SF on October 23rd. Is that right, Epsa? Yeah, so catch us, catch Marissa there. Um, listen to the podcast, write down your questions for her. You can meet her in person real soon. So here's Marissa. All right. Hi, Marissa. Thank you yet again for joining us. Um, I know it's been two weeks since we last chatted, and you've been up to a lot of cool things. The Drew Barrymore Show, adding more dates to No More Lonely Friends. Can you just like walk me through, walk us through your last two weeks before we get into how this kind of all came to be? Yeah, the last two weeks has been kind of psycho. Um, I feel like I haven't sat in one place for more than 10 minutes. Um, yeah, as you said, I was on the Drew Barrymore show. That was a literal dream come true. It was so cool. I just, I can't wrap my head around the fact that Drew Barrymore said she was starstruck by me. I don't know. It was, if you watch the episode, she like sits down, she goes, I'm just so starstruck by you. And I was like, I'm sorry, am I on your show or are you on my show? <laughs> and it was just super cool like I just um yeah I just couldn't believe that like I don't know I just couldn't believe I was on the Drew Barrymore show it was so cool and also their crew surprised me with the audience being people from No More Lonely Friends so that was super cool as well it was just so dope it was just such a cool like kind of rally all together it was really awesome I sobbed on national television it was great um but yeah um otherwise I did you know Nashville and Raleigh and um where else did I go? Denver, Colorado, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, yeah, and we're just ranking in the cities, I guess. It's really cool. It's uh, it's just very, like, I can't believe that it's, like, happening. Yeah. That's so That's surreal. Awesome. Um, Do you feel like the turnout's kind of been better, yeah. the same, over since, like, you've been hosting these for a few months now? How's it been during the tour? Definitely more people have been showing up. Like it depends on the city clearly um, or how like many people know about it or whatever in that mm-hmm. city um, or how well like I can get it advertised for them. Like if I post in Facebook groups or like whatever. Um, uh, some weeks are like off, you know, some weeks are better than others. Um, but yeah, definitely like all the stuff that I've been doing and everything has been helping a lot. And uh, I feel like if all the advertising and stuff didn't actually go like that, then we would have five people at each city, but now we have like a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. No, that's, that's great. Super, super cool. Oh, that's so cool. So obviously you've had amazing impact, but before your TikTok went viral, that kind of caused all of this to happen. Sometimes like great things come out of really shitty things. Um, but pre your TikTok, can you just like give us a rundown of like what COVID life was for you, what life was like before um, and how you kind of like found yourself to where you are now? Yeah, last year I was living in LA for the past five years. And one day I woke up <clears throat> in November of last year and I said, I don't want to be here anymore. And it was sad. It's LA, it's I understand. Like, yeah, like yeah. I, you know, spent a lot of my life there, a lot of my time there, a lot of my efforts and my career was a lot based there. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. And it wasn't like I was giving up on my dreams. It was more I was giving up on the, not giving up on, that's a poor word, but I was just, I was just moving on with my life into trying to make it something better, but keep going with what I want. And I work in, you know, film and TV. So I was like, it's either Atlanta or New York. If I go mm-hmm. somewhere like for film and TV, 
And so I was like, I'm not living in Atlanta right now. Like, so I was like, let's do New York. Like I've always wanted to live there, like New York city, like whatever, like let's figure it out. And I literally that day that I woke up and said, I don't want to do this anymore. I sold everything I owned that day on like my Instagram story, like on freaking Facebook, like whatever. And three days later, I was on a one-way flight, like to New York. Um, But before that, I just, I lived in a house with like three guys. We just, COVID life was just, we, LA was locked down. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't go anywhere, you know. Um, Marissa, was was New Girl based off of you or? You know, it's whatever. (laughs) They just like got a few ideas, you know, whatever. Um, I know everyone would laugh because when we first moved down, I was like, New Girl. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but no, it was, it was, it was cool. It was, it was a very fun, um, you know, um, I think it was just a very, I feel like I was just comfortable there. Um, and, uh, I, I just didn't really know what was next in LA. Like every day I was kind of just like, what is, why? Like, what's, what's, you know, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I still here? I was in a relationship with somebody and I, was like, yeah, this is just not it for me anymore. Uh, we ended up like mutually just ending it. We're still friends, but yeah, like it was just kind of like a eh, like whatever, you know. And so yeah, after that, I kind of was just like, okay, I need to move on with my life and kind of figure out what's what's best for me and what's next. And since I work in film and TV, I was like, let's move to New York. And literally, the first few months in New York, I did more than I did in five years in LA. And that was how I knew I made the best choice because it was just so it was so right. Like it was just so perfect. Can you tell us more about what those things that you were doing in New York were? Yeah, I I actually, the I when I moved to New York, it was blizzard season. It was during a freaking pandemic blizzard season. It was very lonely, very tragic, very sad. And so sometimes I would just like walk outside and like just walk around the city, just like learn while no one's here, you know? And uh, no one lived in New York at that time because it was so sad. Um, but I walked outside one day and there was a show filming outside my house, like literally right outside my door. And I walked up to them. And I was like, what are you guys filming? And they were like, oh, it's not book show. And I was like, never heard of it, but thanks. <laughs> and I told my friends, my neighbors, I was like, they're filming this Netflix show. And they're like, oh my God, what, where? Like, and I was like, you guys know the show? And they're like, it's my favorite show. Like, well, I was like, oh, okay, okay, whatever. So um, the next day I, I actually, I was working at this like children's museum. And the next day I um, go to work and they're filming outside of my work. And I was like, is this the same show? So I was like, hey, is this the same show? And they're like, oh my God, yeah, we remember you from yesterday, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, this is too much of a sign to just not mm-hmm. say anything. So I literally walked up to them. I said, I have six ish years of experience. Like, do you got, are you guys hiring? Like, can I have a job? And they literally said, we just fired someone today. Can you start tomorrow? And I was like, oh, yeah, I, uh, they were following what? you. <laughs> the stars aligned. Like, Wait, I'm so confused. And so, yeah, I literally just got a job. I worked on that Netflix show for like a few months. And then um, from that, like the assistant director gave me another job and another job. And I've never had a consistent job in, in LA. Like literally I was just using like random, like random random jobs and stuff to stay afloat and then I moved to New York and I'm like bam and I'm like yes so that was cool wow. and it was very like very good feeling to be like in a consistent place where I like felt like I was doing well and I like I was like having to turn down jobs and that was like a thing that I was not used to you know Dude, so, yeah, that cool. that's awesome I think this yeah the stars as on said they definitely aligned and things just like feel like they just got more stable and it was almost like this was very very much meant to yeah. be 
Okay. Yeah. I feel like too, and absolutely probably agree with me on this is like your like early twenties, I feel like is a lot of that feeling that you kind of described Marissa of you thought you were going to be someone, maybe like be someone in a specific place. And then just like realizing that's not who you want to be anymore, or like where you want to be anymore. And it's, I feel like those are a lot like hard emotions to go through, but it's kind of cool to hear your story and be like, okay, like she made it out and she figured it out. Yeah. The thing about that too, is when I moved to New York, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anyone. Dude. I didn't know anyone what I was doing, nothing. And I moved into a hotel for a few weeks until I found a place. Like I was literally living out of a hotel. It was like the craziest, creepiest hotel. And I was like, <laughs> this is so bad. I literally pass it all the time. And I'm like, I will never like, no. like, no, like never again. And, um, and then, yeah, when I moved in, um, with, uh, the roommate that I moved into, um, I like, was like, wow, this is like, like this is a place and we had a pandemic pricing place like we got rent like mm. half off I was like this is too good to be true <laughs> um but uh yeah it was too big yeah it was too good to be true but it was it was a very um very like just overall like very easy um feeling of like being able to move from LA to New York like that yeah and just like have have things yeah. like be able to come come together but work for it yeah. it's nice when change is very rewarding and I feel like the hardest thing is like making that step but like Obviously, it's been really rewarding, but also it's like the energy you're putting into making it rewarding for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, everything with like the job, the housing, all that was like going really dandy. And then you went viral on TikTok for that video, which obviously like not the best thing to stumble upon yourself. Um, and then that spawned into No More Lonely Friends. But can you just like walk us through the literal day when you saw it and you're like, wait, I, I am that Marissa? And then how that kind of spawned into like, okay, shoot, like, let's make something good out of it. Yeah, uh, I was sitting at dinner with my friend Jen and Jen doesn't have any social media. So mm. she doesn't know what the Jen is off the grid. On. She was <laughs> Jen is one of the most off the grid people I've ever met in my life. I, I love just Jen. So like, what? And so I'm like, cool, good for you. Um, Jen is freaking hilarious. But we we're sitting at dinner and my phone's like blowing up. I'm getting texts and DMs and instant messages and direct messages on TikTok and like a couple of them I was like what is going on I was like I'm so confused and at the time like I knew people but not that many people I was like this mm-hmm. is weird so I look at my phone and I was like people from my elementary school are texting me I was like why <laughs> and, and there like, has to be a reason for that and it was all the same link and I was like mm. oh my god someone caught me doing something really awful in public and I'm about to be like yeeted off the face of the earth I was like this is awful and so I look at the thumbnail because when you like send a link it sends a thumbnail as well and Mm -hmm. all it says is if you're Marissa in NYC and I was like that's it I'm done I'm done for I am going to jail I don't know what I did but I was like holy crap like what is going on so I um panic and I was like I gotta watch this hang on one second so we sit there and watch and she was like what is going on? And I was like, I don't know. But I was out of town that weekend. It was like a whole thing. All the details were just kind of adding up. So when I was like, okay, let me make a response video when I get home. So we got home from dinner and we made a response video and Jen didn't know what it was. So she just walked around in the background, like whatever. And she always laughs to this day because she's like, oh my God, I didn't know 30, 50 million people were saying yeah. it. And I was like, you're fine, you're fine. So, um, so yeah, so I posted that video. And like, when I tell you instantly, like instantly it started getting hundreds of thousands of views and I like had only a little bit of like following on TikTok I had no I like posted random thoughts that came to my head type of type, mm. like TikToks yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so mm-hmm. 
it was just like not that big of a deal and um and so when it started gaining traction like that I was like what is going on so I commented on the guy's video and I was like hey I think I'm Marissa please message me back like whatever what's going on and then he ended up messaging me and we started talking about it and then we ended up meeting up the next day and wow. um, that was when that was when we, we like sat down and talked about it and we like made those videos together and stuff and people were like losing their minds man it was crazy and Drew is so cool he's mm-hmm. so nice and he's like he's just like so like easy to talk to I feel like he's very like just a cool dude and so um yeah we just sat and talked about it while he was on his lunch break at work and um and yeah after that whole thing like um I was just getting thousands of messages like so many messages so many whatever like on all platforms Instagram TikTok DMs like whatever and um so I made this Instagram called Marissa's Friend Club and I didn't like know what I was gonna do with it I was like maybe I'll just like make it into a hype page like I don't know like whatever and then um yeah it just popped off from there and when No More Lonely Friends came about it was um I was on a TikTok live and the at TikTok account came on my live and was like give us the update and I was like what's going on like wait what and they were like what's going on what is this like what are you what are you trying to do from this and I went on like this little rant and all I said was all I want is no more lonely friends and I was like and everyone was like that's That's it and I was like like, let's go and so yeah no more lonely friends came from that and I decided to host that little picnic I posted a video like being like if I host a picnic with everyone that like people want to meet friends like is that what everyone wants like I'm so confused because everyone was just messaging like let's be friends let's be friends I have no friends in New York and I was like I don't either let's freaking be friends like whatever so I hosted that meetup and like 200 whatever people came and I was like what is going on and everyone was like what is going on and I was like "Ah." (laughs) and then yeah from there I posted a video from that meetup that went viral as well and then everyone was like come to my city come to my city and I was like it was very um it was just very like it happened all at once and everyone was like what is going on and I was like I do not know so please don't ask <laughs> so let me just say do what I'm doing but like, don't ask questions but yeah wow. exactly that's 100 yeah wow I feel like the focus now Marissa is a lot on you know the results of no more lonely friends and how great it's become and um you know like how you took something a really shitty situation and turned it into something really great but like how tell us more about like how you were feeling when that actually happened and how you've been feeling since, I guess. Like, did this newfound fame kind of fix whatever you're feeling that day? <laughs> I think, <clears throat> I think in a general sense, I didn't really have time to process it. I didn't really have time to actually think about how I felt um, about the situation itself. Like, I, um, I didn't really get to. Okay, the, the girls never said anything to me, right? So, like. Um, I never really, I never spoke to them. I never came out to like, came to them and was like, Hey, like what, you know, and usually I would, but during this, I was like, you know what? Like, it's over. It's done. Like the world is, we're, we're done with this. And, um, I think the craziest part about all of it was that, you know, a lot of people, first, a lot of people thought it was staged. I was like, I think I would put myself in a little bit of a better light if, you know, because people walk up to me on the streets and they're like, oh my God, you're the girl with no friends. I'm like, okay, all okay, right. Like, hold on. Hold on, <laughs> calm down. And what people didn't realize is like, I have other friends, you guys. Like, I don't have- yeah, That's so triggering. Whatever friends. Like, it was so whack. I was like, um, okay, like, ma'am, please. So um, I didn't really have time to grieve or process those losing those friends, but I think it almost made it better because I was surrounded by people that actually- fully put their like 
lives on the table for me and I would do the same and those people that I met at these meetups man I like have never had such a incredible support backing of like just like love and friends and like the most incredible people I've ever met and like I don't I really don't think I would have ever found that if it didn't not that I wouldn't ever found that that sounds a little dramatic but like I I'm a very very loyal person to like my friends and I would literally jump in front of a train for someone and like I never really found that growing up like I never really had those people that like I just like would do the same for me and so I felt like this whole thing kind of found those people for me of like the people that were desperate to have those like connection of friendships and like life and um Mm -hmm. since I just like didn't really have to deal with it and like kind of just celebrate with better uplifting friendships that's when I was like oh this is this is like wow like this is my new life like this is it like I felt like a new person I've just been I've been working on myself as a new person like in a great way like and and a lot of people you know don't get that kind of chance I guess to do that or like make amends with themselves I feel like in in some ways I don't know it's hard to explain in the sense of that but I think that just this whole thing really made me step back and look at myself as a person and also it gave me a lot of insight on how a lot of other people felt about me like a lot of people were coming to me from elementary school middle school like people I grew up with and like I don't know what it was but like two days ago I was just getting text after text from people that I haven't talked to in like 20 years and I was like what is going on and they were like I just want to let you know like this is perfect for you like always growing up you were so like nice to me in school and like you would always bubble. and I was like oh, guys Aww. like what the heck but like it was cool to see like um people just really be like this is meant for you and like I'm just glad you're doing it because it's helping so many other people and I'm just like god it's it's gotten relationships I just got like um this, this I people, saw this, these girls messaged me and was like we're dating that. now and I was like oh, I'm <laughs> but it was just cool yeah it's just cool seeing a lot of people that just needed this but even if they didn't need it they came anyway and they benefited so much from it because they just got outside and met yeah. some new people dude I think just like one like this is so cool to have almost be like your job and your your when your passions and like what you're doing full-time kind of tie together but it has this like emotional impact on people and when like people from your elementary school people that haven't seen you in like ages still remember who you are as a person that just goes to show like that just holds so much like value and virtue uh this is so cool like I, I know I just keep saying this is so cool but like really like this is so cool and really rewarding I think that's I'm sitting here like, oh my God, like I'm doing a lot, like a lot's going on. Like I'm doing a traveling and like doing all this, whatever. I like sit back and I get these messages or I read my DMs and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll keep going. I love it. Like, you know, I do love it. I love it so much. And sometimes it does get very overwhelming and a lot for me, but it's in the end, like when I see these people that are like, I need this so bad. It's like, okay, what's one more going to do? You know, like what? Okay. Mm -hmm. I can do it. Like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like we could do it. Like, let's do it. And I, and I, and I really do appreciate the people that come out, even if 25 people come out or if 350 people come out, like it's still like these people got outside, they beat something that they didn't know that they needed to beat, or like even if they had this social anxiety or whatever it was that they, they got outside and they met some people. So I'm excited for you to come to SF. I need new friends. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So we were doing some research, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we first talked to you. <laughs> No, no. Um, no. So 
you know, according to the Harvard Gazette, there were 61% of those aged between 18 and 25 who reported high levels of feeling lonely, um, which is kind of surprising because I would expect that from like an older age demographic. Um, but they also said that 63% of young people reported experiencing substantial symptoms of anxiety and depression. Um, and so the quote was, older teens and young adults may be particularly susceptible because they're often transitioning from their inherited families to their chosen families, meaning they lack important connections to those who can be critical guardrails against loneliness. So two questions for you on that. The first is like, what are your suggestions for people who are going through this transition, um, you know, post-grad, um, whatever is happening in their 20s and trying to find their chosen families? I think a big thing that I didn't really get to experience because I, I dropped out of college. So I, I didn't really get to experience those like lifelong friendships of college and, you know, et cetera. So like when you're moving away, it's like, okay, well, what do we do now? We all live in different States, you know? Um, <clears throat> I think that when I found what I was passionate about, I made sure I found other people that were passionate about either the same thing or passionate about what they wanted to be passionate about, which made them be passionate in a relationship and a friendship. And I think that's a lot of people don't really put two and two together of like, if someone's not really passionate about their life or like, just not really like doing what they like, they're not having a good time in life. Basically, they're not going to be passionate about anything else in their life as well. And even if it's, you know, it might be awkward, but even if joining a Facebook group or just getting out to a social club or something like that, that, um, a dinner or like, um, just like these, these random, uh, when I first moved to New York, you guys, I would walk up to people in the park and be like, Hey, I'm Marissa. I just moved here. Like <laughs> I have a rooftop. You want to come look at my rooftop? Like the rooftop bit works. It works. That's it works so bit. well. It it's my like, it's my favorite bit. Like I love saying that. I love asking people. It's like my first question that I ask. Like, hi, how true. are you? That's true. Where'd you go to college? Where'd you grow up? Roof Do you have a rooftop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you you root me rooftop. You own one? Yes, no. Yeah. And like, and yeah, I think that was the funniest part of that was that um, I just like was so desperate to meet people because I was like, oh my god, I'm literally living here by myself in this pandemic, and I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? And um, I just like met people, and like, you know what? I downloaded Tinder, I downloaded Bumble, and all of the bios were, I don't want to date you, don't be creepy, I just want to be friends. And the people that were like cool, like my first ever friends in New York, um, are these are these uh, four guys, and they're still my ride or dies today I love them so much and but I met them off of Bumble and I put like hey like I'm I'm just looking for friends or whatever and they responded was like hey what are you doing for Thanksgiving and I was like I'm alone and they were like come do our Thanksgiving party like let's just hang out like whatever and I went over and then met all of them and like yada yada and it's like super weird because I just like I've been in that position where I'm like I don't even know what to do when I first moved to LA I lived, I lived in my car for two months and like didn't really talk to anyone because I was like I don't want to tell people like what like no like this is weird so I would just like go to these different random meetups or whatever and then just be like oh yeah like I'm commuting or whatever like I don't know I would just like make something up but it was just I think what basically I'm trying to say is that I think that a lot of people need to just like put their egos aside step outside walk up to people or just like not even walk up to people just meet like people in the same 
like likes that they have, go on hiking groups, go on whatever, and and really just put themselves out there. And it's really hard now because of the pandemic. A lot of people don't want to like interaction, but it's getting a little bit better. And also a lot of people are getting out there and kind of putting themselves out there because they know now that, oh, I need to get out there now and, and not be sad anymore by myself. Cool. But yeah, I, I yeah. so ranted about that. No. Yeah. I definitely lost all my social skills in the last two years. Like someone just asked me to like go play golf with them and their friends. And I was like, I don't know how to meet new people. <laughs> I was like, a top golf? No. <laughs> Let's go golf I play. I can't do anything. I can't, I can't do anything. Um, what do you suggest for people who are like, you know, obviously everyone's going through a tough time right now, but like, what do you suggest for friends or for people to like show up for their friends um, during these times? I think that everyone obviously is going through their own thing. But what I really want people to kind of put together is that if you're going through a good time and uptime and you know that other people are not, it's not your, you know, liver dying duty. But if I have one of my friends that I know is isolating themselves or hasn't talked to me in a while, even if it's sending them a video, like I like being like, Hey, like just, just saying what's up, like, what's good. Like seeing their face, seeing your face. Like I, you know, I know I'd put a smile on my face. I isolate myself. And then my best friend Scooter, he'll call me and FaceTime me and be like, Hey, you know, and I'll be like, fuck, you know? So I think it's, um, I think it's one of those things that showing up in a sense of physically or mentally, like for them, like just kind of putting their, putting their face, like putting, uh, sorry, I'm, my ADHD is screaming right now. Um, putting a name to the face of like showing up for your friends in a sense of like always checking in or just sending them a message or being, being an outsider look on their actual life. So like when I'm isolating myself, I'm like, I'm not isolating myself. I just need alone time. And they're like, no, dude, it's been five days. You haven't gone outside. And I'm like, oh, you're correct. Like, oh, cool, cool. Um, but I think that being there for somebody when it comes to just phys- like physically being there, it doesn't have to be you being in person right next to them. But also if I'm seeing that my friend's doing something like that and then I'm like, hey, do you just want me to like come over and sit? We can watch TV. That's like one of my like love languages is that when people are like, hey, can we just like sit? Because I don't want to talk about it. I just want to like sit and and, like Mm -hmm. be in someone's presence and not be alone. And I think that's a huge thing that people kind of forget. Um, But also kind of just like letting people know that you're still there for them. And that like, even though they're going through it, like being like, hey, I'm here just in case. But yeah. Yeah. I think those are great tips because I think like people one they don't want to feel like a burden but it's also like you don't have to do like a grand gesture to like be there for your friends like what you said just like checking in a nice hello like goes such a long way especially once you kind of figure out your friends love languages and stuff yeah on that note just to kind of wrap it up with everything that we've chatted about from advice to your story where do you see um the movement of no more lonely friends in the next five years i really want to do like an annual um like an annual festival. Um, I already have one in the works for, uh, later this year. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, very excited about it. Um, 
Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it'll be in December. We still have to figure out details and stuff and like for sure, for sure, like make it make it real. But um, I kind of want to do like a festival of like people just like meeting people and being able to have that open like ended, like people come to know like what it is and like blah, blah, blah. And like meet people and have fun and just have a good time and get outside and, and stuff and have a have a weekend away, I guess. Um, <clears throat> I think that in a general sense, I really just want to figure out how I can make this a long-term um, thing without me traveling two states per weekend for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that also there are so many places I could go for, you know, the next few years or whatever, even if it's once a month or twice a month or whatever it is. Um, I think that sustainability wise, um, I think there's a lot that could come from this. I think that if it, you know, someone suggested like a card game that like um, has like icebreakers or like get to know people cards or something, something like that, you know, and, and I just think that the community itself um, is very self-sustaining because a lot of people like just keep going and doing things mm-hmm. together and like keep inviting more and more people. There's a lot that goes into all of it, but yeah. also like there's a lot that wasn't a thing last month that it is this month, you know what I mean? So now it's like, okay, there's so many things going on at once that what's next? Like the Drew Barrymore show just happened. Like I didn't know about that a month ago. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. I really don't know what could come next, but I know that it's something could crazily just happen tomorrow. So who knows? I really want to do like a podcast and like stuff like that, where I could keep it, keep it going to conversations of either friendship topics or something else. But yeah, I really yeah. just want to like keep it going and keep the momentum, momentum moving for sure. So when we asked you this question in our last chat, um, you were saying like acting is your first love and, you know, that's something that that's going to be your primary focus. Is that still the case Um, or has that kind of changed now? No, it's, it's still there. That is like my ride or die career path. I love it Mm -hmm. so much. And um, I would, I would die for it. I, um, I think it's one of those things that um, I, will always be able to have um but you know like I do like run a business now so like it's like it's like this business though is based around myself so it's not like or not based around myself but like it is based off of me in a sense of like for everything else so I'm able to also like do those things that I love you know so I think that that's something that I I really enjoy is being able to like still do the things that I love while doing this thing that I love no my lonely friends you know so I think that's really cool I think it's so cool you're like building your own playbook like obviously like anything new that you do there's no like path like you can't be like oh Mm -hmm. let me see what the previous no more lonely friends did and let me just like yeah I know (laughs) what what about your next steps like you're so building it on your own and I think that's what's super cool to me because like I'm in this job like you know I'm just like following this and I want to do something the podcast like for Anja and I is like our first like out of like the normal path of like Okay, well, not everyone has a podcast, yeah, but you know, well, okay. like, you we know were, what I mean? Yeah, like, we were original. Yeah. The idea yeah. was there. You were the original podcast. You <laughs> were the first yeah. podcast. <laughs> I think that's, that's also, like, kind of crazy is that when people are like, well, what's next? I'm like, I don't know. I know. I you tell me. Like, what do you want? Like, yeah, what do you oh, want? Yeah. Like, what do the people want? Like, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, it's very crazy to think about because I'm like, every step I take is something that I, I have yeah. to take myself. Like I literally have to physically, if I don't post the dates next week or the times and locations, no one, oh well, can. like no one's yeah, going to go. Yeah, and I'm like, right. 
you know like that's, that's so something crazy. that's so crazily it's self-sustaining you have to do it like I have to push myself and if I'm off one week it shows you know what I mean yeah. so it's it's very difficult but it's also like I laugh and I say I think I told you this guys before I didn't want to work a nine to five so I work 24 seven yeah mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I like you know it's it's stupid but it's so <laughs> awesome like I love it so much it's very mm-hmm. rewarding yeah. very rewarding like but yeah it's um it's, you know, it's not the nine to five of sitting at a desk. It's the 24 seven of being able to just freely have the creative freedom of, of doing what you want for your, for your company. So I think it's a really, really rewarding feeling when I'm like, Oh, I did this. Like, cool. I'm about yeah. to hit 50 K on no more lonely friends on Instagram. And I'm like, let's go. Like Yay. I made this Instagram account like three months ago and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, I'm so proud of you. This is so cool. And I'm excited. I know Anj and I are excited just to see, yeah, how this momentum grows. Like whatever you do, you have so much passion behind it. And I'm just like stoked to see, I don't know where it goes and keep following you. You can listen to our podcast weekly on Spotify or Apple Music and find our blog at thereimaginedpodcast.com. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn at thereimaginedpodcast to stay up to date on all the things we're reimagining. 